Acts chapter 16. In our text for this evening is the verse 16. As we've said, our subject for tonight is Satan in a rage. Verse 16, it came to pass as we went to prayer. A certain damsel possessed with the spirit of divination, Menace, which brought her masters much gain by sooth saying. Paul's journey <coughs> with his fellow missionaries from Derby to Philippi had not been very fruitful. After all, the Holy Spirit had closed doors which prevented Paul from preaching the Word of God. We noted that last week there in verses 6 and 7. Now when they had gone throughout Phrygia and the region of Galatia and were forbidden of the Holy Ghost to preach the Word in Asia, after they were come to Mysiah, they are said to go into Bithynia, but the Spirit suffered them not. But then the Lord gave to Paul a vision. A vision of the helpless people of Macedonia. For we read in verse 9, and a vision appeared to Paul at night. There stood a man in Macedonia and prayed him, saying, Come over into Macedonia and help us we need help and after he had seen the vision immediately we endeavoured to go into Macedonia assuredly gathering that the Lord had called us for to preach the gospel unto them they needed the help and what was the help they were going to be given the preaching of the gospel of Jesus Christ Upon being given this vision, you notice how the apostle and the others responded to that vision and to that call. Verse 10, and after he had seen the vision, immediately we endeavoured to go into Macedonia. Immediately. Didn't talk about waiting a day or two. No, they planned to go immediately. So it's good to respond to the call of God immediately and waste no time. You'll notice something else there. Paul was not the only one who was ready to go into Macedonia. For we read there in verse. 10. And after he had seen the vision, immediately we endeavoured to go into Macedonia. So that tells me that Luke, who wrote the book of Acts, joined Paul and the others because now he includes himself. We endeavoured to go into Macedonia 
because that tells us something there's always need for help in the Lord's work and spreading God's word we always need help to do the work of the Lord as I said and spreading the word and telling others about Christ now upon his arrival in, in Philippi Paul soon discovered that the journey that brought him from Derby to Philippi was well worth it while the spirit of God closed doors along the way and we pointed that out in a little map that we gave out last week there's, again there's still a few copies on the table there give you an idea of the locations but that was a long journey from Derby to Philippi and Paul soon discovered it was not a wasted journey it was well worth it because in verse 14 there we are told that on the Sabbath day they had gone out where prayer was wont to be made and we sat down and spake unto the women which resorted thither and a certain woman named Lydia a seller of purple <coughs> in the city of Thyatira which worshipped God heard us whose heart the Lord opened and she attended unto the things which were spoken of Paul and we discover Paul led Lydia to Christ did that not make his journey worthwhile he met this woman and led her to the Lord indeed two women were delivered by the apostle Paul there at that same place we have Lydia who was delivered by Paul in the preaching of the word and then the verse 16 our text and it came to pass we went to prayer a certain damsel possessed with the spirit of divination met us which brought her masters much gain by sooth saying and the Lord rebuked the devil and cast the devil out of the woman there was another woman delivered by the power of Christ so you had Lydia a businesswoman, a cultured lady and then the second woman whose name we're not even given the second woman was a slave who served her masters as a fortune teller Luke tells us indeed about the first three souls that Paul led to Christ in Philippi there was Lydia there was this woman who was possessed of the spirit of divination and then later he was cast into prison and led the Philippian jailer to the Lord Jesus you think of it Lydia and the woman possessed with spirit of the divination and a prison guard three very different individuals yet the Lord saved each one of them what does that tell us it tells us there's power in the gospel 
to save the whosoever will. No wonder Paul said, I am not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth. That's why Paul preached the gospel. Whosoever, whosoever, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Whosoever. And there in Philippi was Lydia, a businesswoman. There in Philippi was a demon-possessed slave. And there in Philippi was a jailer. And they were all saved by the preaching of the gospel. But listen, we know that when hell is robbed of souls, when the devil's kingdom suffers loss, you can be sure the devil will retaliate. And we see how he retaliated here in no uncertain way. For in the verses that we've read tonight, the verses we'll uh, study tonight, we see here Satan in a rage. Satan in a rage. And it all came about as a result of the damsel possessed with the spirit of divination. She came into contact with Paul and the others and was delivered. I want us to first of all tonight to consider the readiness of Satan. The readiness. That is, his readiness to bring wreck and ruin to the lives of individuals. His readiness to resist the God of the Bible. His readiness to resist the preaching of the word. This we see in the life of a certain damsel possessed with a spirit of divination. Let us notice the meeting. That is the meeting between Paul and his fellow missionaries and this woman who is the spirit of divination. It's interesting how and when Paul met this devil. This devil that possessed this particular young woman. Verse 16 And it came to pass as we went to prayer. Not interesting. As we went to prayer a certain damsel possessed with the spirit of divination met us which brought her masters much gain by so say. <coughs> so it was while Paul and the others were going to a prayer meeting that we read it was then that Paul came face to face with the devil in the person of this damsel you ever experienced that? I'm sure we all have at some time or another had you ever have the devil come and meet you as it were in different forms as you 
planning to go to the prayer meeting and the devil comes and endeavor to stop you from going to the place of prayer if you look at look carefully at the words and as we went to prayer a certain damsel possessed with the spirit of divination met us as we went to prayer the devil met us yes the devil will always be ready here's the readiness of sin the devil will always be ready to hinder us from doing the work of God doing the will of God and he'll always be ready to keep us attempt to keep us from the place of prayer why is the devil always ready to prevent God's people from praying why why is he always ready to keep God's people from the place of prayer and indeed from praying well look at verse 13 and on the Sabbath we went out of the city by a river side where prayer was wont to be made and we sat down and spake unto the women which resorted thither and the verse 14 tells us that Paul led Lydia to Christ and it was as the result of a prayer meeting by a riverside now we know why Satan wants to keep God's people from the place of prayer for isn't it in the prayer meeting and because of a prayer meeting and the prayers of God's people that sinners are sealed isn't that right we pray in the prayer meeting Lord save so and so Lord save that loved one of mine Lord save my neighbor save that friend of mine and we earnestly seek the face of God in the place of prayer and the not soul is saved we say God has answered prayer God has answered prayer that's why that's why Satan wants to keep God's people from the place of prayer because it is there that they lay hold on God and pray for souls as they when souls are saved we can say God answer prayer and so Satan will always do his best to keep the child of God from the place of prayer what do we read in Zechariah 3 and verse 1 Joshua the high priest standing before the angel of the Lord the high priest serving God standing before the angel of the Lord and then we read Satan standing at his right hand what to do to resist him to resist him that's what the devil's about is always about to resist the child of God to prevent them praying to prevent them coming to the prayer meeting but there is an answer 
James 4 and verse 7 submit yourselves therefore to God it's the first thing submit yourselves to God resist the devil and he will flee from you put God in control submit yourselves therefore to God and then resist the devil and he will flee from you so we look at the, the meaning then we take a look at the maid the damsel obviously the death damsel was a relatively young woman a young woman whose life was under the control of the devil because she brought her masters much gain by soothsack by fortune telling she was a fortune teller a young woman whose life was already controlled by the devil fortune telling is of the devil we are told that she was possessed with the spirit of divination that simply means she was possessed with the spirit of python serpent we know that Satan described as the serpent come crawling into the garden of Eden possessed with the spirit of python but there's something more that word possessed possessed with the spirit of python the word possessed means to hold fast to hold fast so the devil had a firm fast hold upon this young woman's life something sadly is repeated 10,000 times 10,000 in this day in which we live for wherever you look the lives of young people are held fast by the devil through drink through drugs through immoral living through vice the devil has them under his control is not the burden the Sarah Phoenician woman had the mother he came to the Lord one day and cried unto him saying have mercy on me because she was suffering the mother was suffering because of what the devil was doing to her daughter have mercy on me the mother said have mercy on me O Lord thy son of David my daughter is grievously vexed with the devil the mother could see that and the mother had this burden 
And she saw what the devil was doing to her daughter. Grievously vexed with the devil. Well, she came to the right person, of course. And the Lord cast out that devil, and her daughter was made whole from that very hour. Then you remember when the Lord, Peter, James, and John came down the Mount of Transfiguration, the Lord was met by a father. A father came to the Lord and told the Lord about his son. And what the devil was doing with his son. Look, sorry, Mark, chapter 9. Mark 9. And verse 22. And oft times, this is the Father telling the Lord, oft times it hath cast him into the fire and into the waters to destroy him. But if thou canst do anything, have compassion, notice again, have compassion on us and help us. Because the Father was carrying the burden for his son. Help us. Like the Seraphonician woman. Have mercy on thee. I'm broken hearted. Because what the devil is doing to my daughter. And here the father is basically saying the same thing. All times. It hath cast him into the fire and into the waters. What to do? To destroy him. How many young lives has the devil destroyed today? Destroyed them. That's the business he's about. Destroying lives. And especially the lives of young people. And the devil had a fast hope. Possessed this damsel had a fast hold on this young woman's life but doesn't matter how firm a grip the devil has on a young person if that young person comes under the influence and the power of the gospel Christ the Christ of the gospel can break the power of cancel sin and set the prisoner free. Praise the Lord. Acts chapter 8. Acts 8. Philip preaching in Samaria. And there in Acts 8 and verse 5 and Philip went down to the city of Samaria and preached Christ unto them tell you there's no other message there's no other message to be preached to dying men and women and to individuals that are held fast possessed by the devil no other message because look then at verse 7 the people gave heed unto the Philip's preaching for unclean spirits 
crying with loud voice came out of many that were possessed many that were held fast by the devil that were possessed with them and many taken with palsies and that were lame were healed and there was great joy in the city there's always great joy when the devil's defeated there's always great joy when a soul that's possessed with the devil held fast by the devil is suddenly set free there's joy alright joy unspeakable and full of glory we've considered the meeting and then the maid and then the masters that's right the masters she had she was possessed with the spirit of divination and brought her masters much gain by saying brought her masters much gain imagine this bunch of men ungodly men took advantage of this young woman and made money from her supposedly telling fortunes people would come and visit her and pay money for her to tell them her, their fortune and then the money she had to give to her masters doesn't it tell you man depraved man will do anything for money know what Paul said know what Paul told Timothy for the love of money is the root of all evil the love of money that word that verse is often misquoted misquoted as money is the root of all evil that's not what the Lord said that's not what Paul said Paul said the love of money is the root of all evil and depraved man will do anything and sink to the lowest depths to make financial gain that's what the masters of this damsel possessed with the spirit of divination did we have only to look Judas Iscariot to know the depths that the prey of nature will stoop to because of their love of money Matthew chapter 26 verse 14 Matthew 26 verse 14 then one of the twelve the Holy Spirit puts that word in there one of the twelve one who professed to be a disciple of the Lord 
but really was a child of the devil. One of the twelve, called Judas Iscariot, went unto the chief priests and said unto them, What will ye give me? And I will deliver him unto you. And they covenanted with him for thirty pieces of silver. And from that time he saw an opportunity to betray him. the depths that a man will stoop to because of his love of money. And we see what depths Judas stooped to. This low down child of the devil who would betray the Lord Jesus Christ at 30 pieces of silver far as Judas was concerned that's all that the Savior was worth to him 30 pieces of silver and he sold the Lord for that measly amount because he had a love of money just like the masters of this dear woman she brought her masters much gain by soothsaying or by fortune telling so we have considered the readiness of sin we notice secondly the rebuking of sin we are told that this damsel or this devil possessed damsel began following Paul and the others verse 17 the same followed Paul and us and cried saying these men are the servants of the most high God which show unto us the way of salvation boy that's a message here we notice her proclamation what this damsel said was certainly true these men are the servants of the most high God which show unto us the way of salvation but then the devil knows the truth the devil's not ignorant of the truth of God turn please to Mark's gospel and there in the opening chapter of Mark's Gospel we read in verse 23 and there was in their synagogue a man with an unclean spirit and he cried out saying let us alone what have we to do with thee thy Jesus of Nazareth art thou come to destroy us I know thee who thou art the Holy One of God that's the devil speaking but then we read in verse 25 and Jesus rebuked him saying hold thy peace 
tells the devil to shut up. Jesus rebuked him saying, hold thy peace and come out of him. Go over there to Luke's Gospel chapter 4. In Luke's Gospel chapter 4 and verse 41. And the devils also came out of many, crying out and saying, Thou art Christ, the Son of God. Devils came out of many, and the devil said, Thou art Christ, the Son of God. And he, rebuking them, suffered them not to speak. For they knew that he was Christ. He suffered them not to speak. The Lord wasn't going to have the devil even to speak the truth about who Christ is. Second Corinthians in chapter 11 now we read in verse 13 for such are false apostles deceitful workers transforming themselves into the apostles of Christ and no marvel for Satan himself is transformed into an angel of light therefore it is no great thing if his ministers also be transformed as the ministers of righteousness whose end shall be according to their works the apostles of Satan and yet they will pretend to be ministers of righteousness and here we have this really this damsel and she makes this proclamation that these men are the servants of the most high God which shall want to us the way of salvation regarding this damsel with the evil spirit of divination she was transformed into an angel of the light which has spoken these words and the Lord will not have Satan to declare the truth as we have seen in those verses we have already read has told them to hold their peace for when an evil spirit said to him thou art Christ the son of the living God he rebuking them suffered them not to speak for they knew that he was Christ he wouldn't have them speak no sir no devil would even make a proclamation about the Lord Jesus Christ and many would look upon him and say that's, well that's true but the Lord says it will not come from the devil's mouth as far as I'm concerned as well as the proclamation we have the persistence we're told that this 
demon-possessed damsel followed Paul and the others many days, verse 18. She followed them many days, but Paul, being grieved, turned and said to the Spirit, I command thee in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her. And he came out the same hour. Now you look at this damsel. Possessed of the devil. And what she said on the face of it is true. Because these men were the servants of the Most High God. And they did tell people that Christ would save souls. Told people about Christ the way of salvation. But you know, one way to explain that is the same way the enemies of Christ spoke about him. <clears throat> they did so in a mocking way. What did they say? What did they do? Did they bow the knee and say, Hail, King of the Jews? Christ is the King of the Jews. But they were not saying that to exalt Christ. They were saying such things to bring him down, to mock him. Heal, king of the Jews. And then they smote him with their hands on, their, on his face. So you look at this damsel. And what she was saying. While on the face of it, it was the truth. But the devil was using this damsel to mock Paul and Silas and the others. That's what she was about. Yea, rather, that's what the devil was about. Just as it was with the Lord Jesus. When the multitude cried out, Heal, King of the Jews! Why that's true. Yet the devil's crowd said that just to mock him and make fun of him. And that's what this damsel was about under the influence of the devil. We notice the proclamation, the persistence, but then we see the power. The apostle, we are told, was grieved. Evidently, Paul knew what she was about. Evidently, Paul knew what the devil was about. This woman was speaking, the devil was speaking through her and mocking God's servants and mocking the gospel. No wonder Paul was grieved. He turned and said to the spirit, didn't speak to the woman. Because he knew where it was coming from. He turned 
and said to the spirit I command thee in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her and he came out the same hour there's the power we're talking about there's the power the power of the name of Christ and indeed the power of Christ himself because to Jesus we know it's true don't we to Jesus every knee shall bow to the Lord Jesus Christ every devil every demon every brand of hell will bow to the Lord Jesus Christ he is king of all glory and Christ will always cast the devil out before he enters into anyone's life because the devil and Christ will never abide under the same roof the devil and Christ will never abide in the same heart or in the same life when Christ comes in the devil has to go out and when Christ came into the life of legion remember legion the devil came into his life and the saviour came into his life and the devil had to leave and when the townsfolk came out and what did they find they found this man legion sitting at the feet of Christ clothed and in his right mind ah that's what Christ can do that's the power of the Lord Jesus Christ and the young people today that are held fast like this damsel was oh they'd only hear the gospel and what Christ can do for them set them free and whom, whom the Lord sets free is free indeed so we know that the readiness of Satan readiness to wreck and to ruin a life we notice the rebuking of Satan that brings us now to the rage of Satan here is a result of what the Lord did through Paul here we see Satan in a rage verse 19 and when her master saw that the hope of their games was gone they caught Paul and Silas and drew them into the marketplace onto the rulers there you have their arrest they laid hold on Paul and Silas they had robbed hell of souls including this damsel they had ruined Satan's plans and the plans of this woman's masters they were out of work now <coughs> they were not making any money from this woman and she didn't go back to fortune telling the Lord saved her 
and delivered her. And then, as a result, the devil's crowd caught hold of Paul and Silas and drew them to the marketplace. Drew them. You could say that's a very mild way of putting it. But that, those words, drew them, those words mean to drag with force. So they didn't take Paul and Silas by the arm and lead them in a gentlemanly way to the marketplace. No, they laid hold of them and dragged them with force. The damsel's former masters were in a rage because they saw that the hope of their gains was gone this crowd that dealt in, in Satan's merchandise were in a rage and so they arrested God's servants strike a blow against Satan and his kingdom and Satan's servants will be in a rage against you we mentioned legion there when the Lord delivered legion and the word spread around what do we read they began they where the Lord was in the land of Gadara they began to pray him they began to pray Christ to depart out of their coast there's the rage of the devil they wanted rid of Christ nothing has changed the devil always wants rid of the Lord and his word We notice not only the arrest but the accusation. So what did they get arrested for? Well verses 20 and 21 and brought them to the magistrates saying these men being Jews do exceedingly trouble our city. Trouble our city. They were doing good. Trouble our city and teach customs that are not lawful for us to receive neither to observe being Jews they were preaching the gospel they didn't like it they said they trouble our city as I've said these men were doing good but sure isn't that what Ahab said about Elijah God's servant God's champion what did Ahab say about Elijah? He said unto Elijah, Art thou he that troubleth Israel? Elijah was doing God's work and doing a good job. But all Ahab, the child of the devil, said, Art thou? He that troubleth 
is real. It's the way it is, isn't it? It's not the way it is today. You're a troublemaker. If you do right and speak against the vices of this present day, preach against sodomy, and you'll know all about it. Speak against abortion, the murder of the unborn child, and you'll know all about it. You're a troublemaker. That's what you are. You're a troublemaker. And the Lord told the disciples to be prepared for that. For in Luke 21, and Luke 21 and verse 12. But before all these, they shall lay hands on you and persecute you, delivering you up to the synagogue and in the prisons, being brought before kings and rulers for my name's sake. The Lord told the disciples when you go out and preach my name, You'll be arrested. You'll be imprisoned. You'll be in trouble. In each instance, we see Satan in a rage. For he hates the Savior. He hates the Scriptures. He hates the saints. Stand up, stand up for Jesus. And he'll hate you will be in a rage. The arrest, the accusation, finally, the assault. Verse 22, And the multitude rose up together against them, and the magistrates rent off their clothes, and commanded to beat them. And when they had laid many stripes upon them, they cast them into prison, charging the jailer to keep them safely, who, being received, who, having received such a charge, thrust them into the inner prison and made their feet fast in the stocks. There's the rage of Satan. Stripped them, beat them with many stripes. And what did they do? They preached the gospel. What did they do? They delivered a young woman from the clutches of the devil. And for that they were beaten and cast in the prison. They, the devil, was in a rage. <coughs> the multitudes came together verse 22 and the multitudes rose up together against them rose up together against them whatever differences there was among the multitudes they forgot their differences and they rose up together against Paul Silas you know what they did with the Savior? The Pharisees, the scribes, the elders, the priests, the Sadducees, 
Other times they couldn't stand beside of one another. But they rose up together against the Savior. Nothing has changed over the years. And again, when the news went forth that Christ had come into the world, as we think of the Savior's incarnation at this time of the year, what did Herod do? He went out and slew all children two years and younger. There was his rage against the Lord. His rage as the rage of Satan. Well, in spite of the rage of Satan, <coughs> let us always, by God's grace, take our stand for the Lord, for truth and for righteousness. As Paul said, Philippians 1, 20 to 29, For unto you it is given in the behalf of Christ not only to believe in him, but also to suffer for his sake. And what the Lord told the disciples, you'll be imprisoned, you'll be beaten, you'll be cast out for my name's sake. And that will certainly get the devil in our rage. But praise the Lord. May the Lord bless his word to our hearts this evening. Let us all in prayer. Our dear Lord and loving God, we pray in this day of great wickedness and Lord now will help us to stand for the crown rights of King Jesus. Stand up, stand up for Jesus as soldiers of the cross. If there's something wrong, Lord, if our ministry did not enrage the devil, if our individual witness did not get the devil mad, O oh Lord, hedges all about by the blood as we seek to live for Thee. Dear Lord, be with us now this week in our going out and coming in. We pray, Lord, as each one of our congregation meet with family and friends. May they enjoy a blessed time and remembering all, always that Christ came into the world to save sinners. Now may the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit abide and remain with us now and until the day breaks and the shadows all flee away. Amen. <coughs>